Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello from the other side. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be loud. I'm done with this. Carmen San Diego. I would have been really displeased if you put applesauce in this club. I really wish he'd lived in the bean then. Ah, Mr. Moneybag. <laughs> Hey, and welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I produce this mess. Thanks for tuning back in. Oh, hi there. I'm the youngest out of us, the Sunshine and Goth Ham, and as a baby brother, my name is Ben. <laughs> I'm Jake. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> How many different ways can Ben describe that he's the, the youngest of us? <laughs> a lot. Uh... I thought that was lovely and professional. Thank you. <laughs> well... Uh, speaking it. of uh, lovely and professional, I'm Jake. I'm the Miller brother. I'm the one that came up with the crazy <laughs> list of comics that we read through each week here on the Brotherhood of Batman, a podcast hosted by three brothers who get together to talk about the Dark Knight. We read comics in this crazy continuity that I came up with, and we just get together and have a good time with lots of shenanigans. Yes. Every episode, we make a fiend drink based around the book or movie or whatever we're doing. Every episode? Uh, it's supposed to be every episode. Most episodes. Most episodes. The The gimmick is every episode. It just never happens. Um, every episode. It happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so this uh this book uh I sent a last minute recipe to the brothers uh and we all decided that the recipe I sent was horribly disgusting and nobody wanted to drink it so we are not drinking the, the drink that I sent uh but if you dear listeners would like to enjoy a shot called the end of the world you're going to need some Bacardi rum some uh, whiskey and some vodka and you're going to pour even amounts of that into a shot glass and you're going to not stir it you're not going to chill it you're just going <laughs> to drink it and, and then you're going to cry like a little bitch because why would you do that so <laughs> i mean i don't yeah. feel like it would be disgusting i just feel like it's just like super strong i mean uh, that's like a long island minus the coke and a couple other alcohols like the good parts yeah <laughs> well, it's just going to end your world, uh, and it's that's yeah. yeah. It's not gonna be good. Well, so they say. So they say. And you yeah. you picked that because why, Jake? Uh, because of the doom and gloom that is being prophesized uh, in this book for Gotham by a, a couple mm. characters. So doom uh, and gloom. Yeah. Yep, they cool. are calling for the end of the world, and I thought a drink called the end of the world would go well, but then. Uh, I don't want to drink that drink. So. I almost went with the REM end of the world song, and then I decided that was too literal. So I went with uh, Carmen San Diego because of the fucking character in this book. I was like, oh, what's Carmen San Diego doing in here? Uh, why is I figured that's it? what it was. I was like, it's a red coat and a red <laughs> hat, and Aaron's just gonna <laughs> run with it. That's all it was. I yep. could not figure out what That's the funny. theme song was for, but good. I like that. That's a nice, uh, good poll. Mm. So, dear yeah, brothers, uh, what has been going on in your geeky little worlds? Stop talking about comic books or I 
think you're doing, nerd. Get the words! Geek. Geek. I'm the Batman of geeks, bitch. Um, well, I have in front of me, uh, Kelly and I went out the other day and we went to Barnes & Noble and I was like, I've read this book a couple times, and but I decided I couldn't find it, so I bought it again. And it's Stephen King's The Stand, mm. and it's the complete and uncut edition, which could be oh, used boy. to, like... I don't know, build a house out of it could be used <laughs> to stop traffic. Jack up your car. It's, yeah, it is uh, 1,152 pages. It's the oh, uh, no. uncut edition. And if you've have never you read, read it. Have you read that version before? I think I have. Um, I, yeah, it's a new cover and stuff, but um, yeah, it's so good. I've read it a couple times. And with, like, I'm curious to see what my take will be on it. Uh, reading it while the pandemic is still going on um, mm. because it's all about flu and virus wiping out all of humanity except like 5% or something like that. So, yeah, it's a great time. Fun read, you know. Topical. To yeah, totally. Uh, I get intimidated I... after 400 pages. Like, that's yeah, kind of my limit. Is, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is like a thousand. Yeah, these are like thin print, too. We're talking like Ugh. nine point font. It's gonna it's gonna take a while to get through, but it's it's a good story. It's worth probably single space too. Uh, yeah, pretty close. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. But if it was like double space and actually font, I mean, it would be like you know, I don't know, a stack of like five books put together to make one. <laughs> so huge. Yeah, totally. After and then I sent you guys a a picture of uh, the paintball jersey that I ordered, which came the other day, and it's even oh better in person. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. It's a purple uh, Joker paintball suit. It's his like uh, suit uh, with the shirt and tie like into the uh, jersey, and then on the back it's got the uh, "Why So Serious" uh, words written across. And so I'm looking forward to uh, wearing that on the uh, the paintball course coming up. Nice. That's pretty amazing. How um how do those jerseys compare like weight wise and thickness wise to like a baseball jersey? Oh, it's way lighter than a baseball jersey. It's more like, um, it's, I, I would say, like, it's kind of between, like, a soccer jersey and, like, a football jersey. So it's kind of like that mid. It's kind of, it's got, the back is almost meshish. Um, uh-huh. I did not get the padding put in. I went with, like, you know, the padding, I don't care. Like, you get hit, you get hit. It doesn't matter. But You want um, the scars. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, Why so serious? That's right. Yeah. How'd you get the scars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I'll uh, I'll show you when we uh, go uh, Halloween uh, on the zombie paintball ride. I'll uh, bring that along. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That that it looks awesome. I uh, I think you need to get your mask um, painted to match. Do like a white uh, Joker face mask. Yeah, I've been looking to see if there are any out there. So. <laughs> I'll get spooky. A, yeah. Yeah, I might have to get someone to paint it. It'll be pretty cool. So, yeah, that's I'm it. Exci- What's up? I'm excited for that paintball ride, Aaron. The zombie one we're all going to do. That'll be a lot of I, fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And Kelly's like, is Connor too young? Is he going to be scared? And I was like, if anything, he's going to be laughing at Uncle Ben and Uncle Josh as they run around screaming or, or screaming. Wait, we're running? I thought we were sitting in a. Hold up, hold up. I thought we were sitting in a hayride. I thought we weren't being shot at. No, you're sitting in a hayride, not being shot at. 
okay yeah good. i think I was it's like, a double i was like i agreed because <laughs> i think it's a double decker hayride with like mounted cannon kind of thing i was looking into it mm. it sounds pretty cool yeah it should be fun i've, I've never gone and yeah, the boys, I figured this would be a good introduction to, like, haunted house-style stuff. Yeah. If they handle this well, then maybe I got somebody to go to one of the haunted houses yeah, and down the road. A, so they'll have a gun, and they'll have, <laughs> they'll have a paintball gun, and they'll have, they'll have their dad and uncles and cousins. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, think that, I think that will be the best be way to do time. that without yeah. being too scary. So Yeah, totally. Good. Very what cool. about you guys? Um, so mine's not super exciting. I'll go next. Uh, I finally, I there's know no I'm... present, Ben. Where are the presents? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I know I'm late to the party, but we finally, uh, got, uh, to watching Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, oh, yeah. finished that in like three nights. Uh, really enjoyed it. I, I, Sarah was hesitant. She was almost, uh, up for just skipping it and moving on to low key, but uh, uh, we decided to start that one, and she actually really liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was well done. I really liked just having six episodes. It felt like a mm-hmm. just kind of a short, mm-hmm. you know, a short season or a long movie, and I thought it was the right amount of time for the story they were telling. Right. So, yeah, I really liked does it. it. No, I would... pick, does it pick up? We watched the first two and we didn't get into it. Does it does it pick up at all, or is it kind of the same feel and pace throughout? The I thought it picked up. I thought it picked up a little bit, like episode four or five. Um, you start really getting. Um, is it Anthony Mack? Is that the character? Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Yeah, Mackie. Uh, he starts really kind of coming into uh, the Falcon slash new Captain America slash uh-huh. you know like hero of the story and okay. I thought the Winter Soldier background I thought that was really good. There's some like therapy scenes where he's like trying to cast, get off of the um, you know, the the hypnosis and the mind control that was done on him like trying to deal with repercussions and it's all after the snap obviously but um, you know yeah, no, I thought it's definitely worth worth picking into. Yeah. yeah nice. I, I recommend it. I think um if it had been a 12 episode or even like an eight or 10, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough content there, but I think perfect. Right. I would six agree. Episodes. Yeah. 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 Totally. What do you think of his, uh, his suit at the end? Uh, very cool. Spoiler. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, please. It's been out. <laughs> I, I'm joking. I am never going to watch it. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, I thought the, it, I mean, it's very true to the comics. It's very much a suit that I think even like four or five years ago in comic book superhero movies, they wouldn't have been willing to go that route with it. And I'm glad that they did. And it's just because it's super authentic or it's it's very bright. It's very colorful. Um, You know, it, it looks like a comic book character's outfit less it's nice. less like military or utilitarian. Leather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's definitely leather, but it's, it, you know, so he gets it from the Wakandans. So it's got this kind of flair to it. It's mm-hmm. really fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Very cool. But yeah. I, I look forward to his character getting some more stuff and I guess he's now going to be, they're going to give him Captain America four. Like they're going to do it with Anthony yeah. Mackie. So. Good. Which is good. I think I'm. I'd be. I'd be willing to see that one. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I'd be disappointed if it was just done for the show and then they uh, they just utilized him in like Avengers right. movies or something. I'm glad he's getting a standalone movie. 
they mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to do that. They'd get too much flack after the buildup, I feel. Oh, yeah, I, I think uh, you're right. I don't know. The House yep. of Mouse can do whatever it wants. That's true. True. That's true. true. Well, and... gentlemen, my Week in Geek is um, not going to interest either of you, so I'll make it quick, but it's not about Final Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> um, Josh and I recently went to New York, oh, and we... Were went to we got to see wicked on broadway oh nice um and it was nice. the first week that any of the broadway shows had been back oh, so wow. the energy in the theater was insane and the second the music started playing and the flying monkeys started crawling out from the rafters i burst into tears <laughs> <laughs> and cried for pretty much the entire music it was it was one of the coolest experiences um, I'm a theater kid, always have been. Uh, Wicked's a really cool show. It's like one of the longest running Broadway shows now. Had you and just seen being it able before? to be there. I had. Um, I saw it at the Fox here in St. Louis, right. Missouri. Um, I. I saw that too. It, you what? I saw that too with you. You did, yes. Mm. Um, yeah, I've seen it a couple times. It's a It's a great show, but seeing it on Broadway um the first week that the that they've been back for two years was really really cool um so yeah that was yeah that's pretty cool i need a neat experience and i cried everywhere and it was yeah good times but they took it seriously like you had to have a vaccine card to get in the theater you had to wear masks you couldn't take your beverage into the theater because that would require you to take off your mask and stuff like that so they were they were as on top of things as they could have been and I just, mm-hmm. I was like, if we're going to be here, let's just do a Broadway show and go all out. And so nice. No, that's good. Yeah. You you weren't homesick at all, were you? Homesick? Yeah. Because I like, heard there's no place like home. So because gonna... <laughs> it's Wizard of Oz. <laughs> nope, sure wasn't. But <laughs> no, I would not be either. I would not be either. Did you go get a pastrami sandwich at Cats? That's the real question, Ben. <sighs> no, I didn't. Mm, is, that, is that what you did when you were in New York? That's what I did. No. I went and got a twenty-five dollar sandwich. Yeah. Was it I, was it worth it? It was. It was a hundred percent worth it. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Good. So I had delicious. lots of hot dogs and I had lots of couple dollar hot dogs and couple dollar pieces of pizza. So those. Oh well, that that good. that works. That works. Yeah. So bagels. Really the bagels the, were uh, good. Yeah. No. 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 Or the bagel shops. No. So. Yeah. Sounds good. Good deal. All right. What did so, we uh, read, Jake? Yeah. So uh, this episode, we read um, a segment of Batman Chronicles number one. I think it's part two in that anthology issue. And then Shadow of the Bat 40 and 41. Uh, these three issues bring back uh, the return of two characters we haven't seen for a little while. Uh, we get the <laughs> return of the villain Anarchy. With a little bit of his backstory explained, and then uh, where he's been, what he, he's up to, and then his new plan that he has hatched um, for Gotham. He is trying to create anarchy and disrupt the government and uh, stop voting and a lot of other things. But he's also um, feeding money into different organizations that he thinks are going to help the people over the power and that may backfire a little bit as he finds out uh, when he backs the wrong kinds of people. Batman's back in it, and I guess we'll talk about the second character that we haven't seen for a little while while we're re- reviewing the books. So Awesome. 
so you said we had met Anarchy before? Because I did not recall that whatsoever. <laughs> we met him once. Um, I, Aaron, I don't blame you because I, I, I know this character a little bit, um, but I couldn't... I knew we met him on the podcast, but I could not for the life of me remember anything about that episode. <laughs> yeah, um, so we read a little bit of him in uh, the Nightfall story. He he has a dealing uh, with uh, the Scarecrow um, in a storyline called God of Fear. I, I thought we read it. Uh, maybe is that we... no? I think I think we I think we did. Um, Obviously, it, it was clearly wasn't memorable. great, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So is is that story what put him in jail because he's or it put him in juvie because he's like fifteen years old? Correct. Um, which is why he, which is why I know him because he interacts a lot with Tim as a teenager. Mm. But I, I never used to think he was a teenager. He doesn't seem like a teenager, especially with his crazy Carmen San Diego outfit. Where like he's drawn larger. Yes, when he's in costume, he very much doesn't look like a 15-year-old kid. No. But, and also when they're talking about, like, his ability to sell on, like, I love how they reference, like, the internet and, like, selling things and trying to make these, like, connections and, and like, he's, like, all these back alley channels and stuff. And he's, like, man, this kid's, like, smart. Like, he's putting, if he could put his, uh talents to something positive as opposed to the stupid anarchy nonsense you know he's like made <laughs> zillions of dollars apparently yeah he just needs a good influence at school i think aaron yeah maybe he does yeah huh. but... <laughs> so <laughs> so so jake you call him a villain uh is that what we're going with i feel like he's a vigilante like at least in is the second one I, I, I would definitely say vigilante. Is he a villain? Yeah, because yeah, he's I not he's out to. Um, yeah, he's not out for power or money or or pleasure of crime. He's out there to yeah do his namesake and like destroy the system, right? Uh-huh. Like yeah. When I think big... when I think of destroying the system, the first thing that comes to mind is potatoes. How about you, Ben? <laughs> I do like some spuds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, we get a little bit of uh backstory Potatoes? here with why he's so smart. Like, if he is just fifteen, uh, he has uh, yeah, he's attached himself to a machine that like <laughs> sends that part was so ridiculous. Like lights, and then his mom's like, "Hey, what's his name, Lonnie? Hey, Lonnie, time for supper. Why don't you go outside and play with the other boys? Why are you so fucking weird, Lonnie?" And he's like. <laughs> Mom, you can't break my VR. Like, I have to come out of it naturally. Like, I'm what? attached to my biofeedback learning enhancer. <laughs> yep, that's that's it. That's the one. Because <laughs> when your kid gets released from juvie after being busted by Batman, and then he makes a virtual learning machine in his bedroom, that's not a red flag or anything. That's... No, no, it's not. Let him do what he's doing, no, it's not. Mrs. Okay. Lonnie. Well, <laughs> and he... He finally decides he'll go outside, and he grabs his bat, and he's got this menacing look, and the bat's got the yep. anarchy symbol on it. He's like, "I've got a bat. I'm going outside to play ball, mom." And she I'm bought like, it. She bought it. She bought it. She's yeah, an idiot. Her parents are idiots. His parents are idiots. Sorry. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're both. She's like he went out to play baseball hours ago, and now the city's on fire, and I don't know where he is. 
<laughs> I hope he's not in trouble. Did you guys catch that his costume is stored inside the baseball bat? No, no I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, so Aaron was too busy thinking about Carmen. <laughs> I was. So I the next scene we the we get with him is he's outside and he's adjusting his hat and the baseball bat is leaning up against like a trash can or something and mm. it's revealed that there's like gadgets and stuff inside the baseball bat because hmm. there's a hatch open but the hatch also has like an empty void and the rest of the bat is is hollow so like that's where he hid his costume i think <laughs> well he's got like strange. monofilament costume that takes up no space at all well crazy. you know flashes fits in his ring so let's not let's not worry too yeah, much it, about how that it's, works it's, i guess it's that's it's what true. i'm trying to uh divert my reality on i guess i'll, I'll <laughs> let it slide <laughs> I'm more impressed like that, that when he gets the hat out of the bat, that that rim is still such a perfect circle. Like you'd be. It must be up. like those. I bet it's like those frisbees that you get at like uh, like parades that are you just like out, you turn them. Yeah, like them. you yeah. twist it open and it pops open and it's like nothing. <laughs> Boy, well, in his bat is a, a lot of gadgets, and one of them happens to be uh, a, like a walkie-talkie or a kind of a cell phone kind of thing. And he's he calls. Who does he call, Aaron? He he calls Mister uh, Mister Spuds himself, uh, Joe Potato. Oh, <laughs> I was very excited you guys. to see Joe Potato back. I fully expected to never see him again. I, <laughs> well, I, I never knew he existed before this podcast. And then we started talking about him. I was like, surely, surely he's just going to drop off the face of the earth. <laughs> nope. Why would he been? Why? Don't worry, Aaron. We will read every Joe Potato appearance and no Poison Ivy ones. I promise you that. Fair. Oh, we're all aware. We, we're keeping track. <laughs> Laugh it up as I sit here without my theme drink. Go ahead. Well, and Joe is Joe is obviously like motivated by money. Like he just wants to get paid, and he's being secretly employed by Lonnie or the Anarchy uh, to like. I don't even remember what he's doing. I just saw Joe Potato and was like, eh, I don't care. Let's watch Joe Potato. And um, <laughs> so, what was he doing? He was he like was spying on what was happening at the docks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he just for an just, extra thousand bucks. After he tried to run away. Yeah, I'd, I'd do it for a thousand bucks. What the hell? I thought he was going to get killed. I thought he was going to die in this because he gets his face beat up and then he gets hooked to a blimp with Anarchy and Batman. And I'm well, like, no, okay. Batman saved him, Ben. Batman came to the rescue and he got away with Joe Potato and he did not need anyone to come to his help. Right? Isn't that what we read? That's definitely no. not what we read. <laughs> That's not what oh. we read. Joe Potato <laughs> is whiny and useless. <laughs> well, and Batman was tied We're up on the blimp. Like, Anarchy saved them. That's true. But... Yeah, so Batman shows up. Fight suicide. Yeah, and they all get caught and strapped to Except a blimp. not, because it's a whole Anarchy trade with more issues after that one. I know. Batman shows up, and they all get captured. Uh, because the, sad and pathetic. a new <laughs> villain that this is their first appearance and hopefully their last, uh, the prophet of doom, uh, is this, uh, yeah. Malachi. Yeah. He Malachi is a, is... uh, preacher on high of the end of the world is, is nigh. And, and, and he is <laughs> convinced that, uh, something bad is going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, he's going to help it along. It seems. 
Exactly. Ben, what do you feel about the Prophet of Doom? Um, I would have rather had come Mr. Tallyman. <laughs> Tally. But Tally me bananas. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was... It was whatever. I, I was just, I was really trying to read this as like, okay, is Anarchy a bad guy? Is he a sometimes good, sometimes bad? Is he just a vigilante? Because um, I feel like when this was written, he was supposed to be like, he's bad. But I feel like with what the world's like now, I'm more like, you know, just destroy the system. It's fine. Like, yeah, I, sure. I, yeah. I definitely didn't think of him as a bad guy, at least not in the second story that we read. The first yeah. one where he just like broke out of juvie and ran around and did whatever. I was like, I don't care. But the second one, I was like, I mean, he is trying to do something. Like at least he has a goal. But... Yeah. Well, I I read the the Prophet of Doom and it starts talking about the end of the world and he starts listing off some doomsday dates yeah. and then I started going down this I started going down this rabbit hole. So, so did give I. me a year. Give me a year, Ben. Between I don't know seventies and now. 1986. 1986. All right. In 1986, Leland Jensen predicted that Halley's Comet would be pulled into Earth's orbit on this day, causing widespread destruction. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> would you like to go for another year, Ben? So basically. <laughs> uh, 1999. 1999. Uh, we'll go with, uh, oh man, there's a lot in 1999. That's gotta be Y2K, Uh, right? Oh yeah, Nostradamus, a quatrain by Nostradamus, which stated the King of Terror would come from the sky in 1999 in seven months, was interpreted as a prediction of Doomsday. That didn't happen. Uh, in August, (laughs) the amazing Chriswell predicted the end of the date of the world, according to his psychic, well-known for his predictions, really well-known apparently. In (laughs) September of 99, Philip Berg, the dean of the Worldwide Kabbalah Center, stated on this date, a ball of fire will descend, destroying all of mankind, all vegetation, all forms of life. So, Aaron, do you look this stuff up in, like, meetings or... (laughs) Uh, Just when I need to, Ben. Just when I need to. But there's a couple of my favorite here. So, in 2012, Jose Luis de Jesus, that's the uh, the guy claiming this, this cult leader predicted that the world's governments and economies would fall on this day and that he and his followers would undergo a transformation that would allow them to fly and walk through walls. Oh, so I really dope. wish I could check in on Jose and see how that was going. He's up in the sky. You can't get to him, Aaron. But he's he's phasing through walls. But um, and, like and then in a, I don't know, man. Like Martian. But Manhunter. here's my here's my favorite one though. Okay, the Prophet Hen of Leeds. Have you heard of this one? No. Nope. No. In 1806, so obviously this was really successful, a domesticated (laughs) hen in Leeds, England, appeared to lay eggs inscribed with the message, Christ is coming. Great numbers of people reportedly visited the hen and began to despair of the coming judgment day. It was soon discovered, however, that the eggs were not, not, I'm surprised, not in fact prophetic messages, but the work of their owner, who had been writing on the chicken eggs in corrosive ink, and reinserting them into the poor hen's body. Oh, no. <laughs> so, what? what happened to the hen? <laughs> the, the hen, the hen, which, so I got to ask, Jake, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Oh, no. 
the corrosive marker, apparently. <laughs> apparently. That's anyway. Awful. So if you dive down into the list of uh, unfulfilled doomsday prophecies, you can uh, find some of those. No, that's awesome, Aaron. I'm, I'm so glad that you went that route because I also started looking into a lot of that. And Oh, uh, nice. So I, I was trying to think, like, this is in um, – these issues are in 1995. And right. I remember, you know, you know, what was I, 13, 14? I remember a lot of that, um, the doomsday stuff being talked about and, like, you know, as the mm-hmm. coming turn of the century and all this stuff was was on the horizon. And um, Harold Camping, the guy that did all, he did a lot of oh, yes. end-of-day stuff. And so I looked yes, up that yes. and the dates that a lot of his predictions were. And this, 2011. Yeah, it, that's when a lot of his were coming, but he was doing a lot of that in like 1994. So I think the writers were definitely influenced by what was going on right there and creating this character. Uh-huh. And you know, we're we're kind of copying that that wackadoo, you know, uh, yeah, religious figure. But what yeah, I no. really got excited about was so um, Malachi, the prophet of doom, predicts that the world is going to end in the DC in Batman's universe. Uh, that the world is going to end on St. Stephen's Day in 1999. So that would be yeah. de- December 6 or d- December 26th, 1999. And so, and he says, and it'll be started with minor disasters that all start in Gotham City. I'm oh, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So we are on the cusp of some very similar mm. sounding storylines. So I looked it up and December's issues in 1999 are the finale of no man's land i was like oh. i don't know if they planned that shit but if they did not that's pretty cool this one little tidbit from this random ass story that nobody else is going to talk about i was like that is really <laughs> neat <laughs> like that's pretty cool i yeah. hope that the i'm know, sure they did not plan it or, you never know. No, I don't know, because they used to have these summits where all the creative teams would get together and they they would they would do lock-ins and they would sit there for a week or whatever it was and line out the stories for the next year or two years of their characters so that, you know, the guys working on Detective knew where Batman and Robin were headed. The guys working on Azrael knew where, you know, Dick Grayson was going to be. And like, they all plotted out these big, long stories. So maybe imagine how nerdy that conversation would be. (laughs) It sounds like heaven to me, to be honest, but (laughs) it'd be interesting. But yeah, yeah that, but no, maybe they had d- discussed yeah. like, okay, well, we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do this, and then we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have this no man's land story, and so the writer and this is like, okay, well, they they're talking about this ending it, so I'm just gonna throw this line in, and he's like, maybe it'll never come about, maybe we'll switch gears, but you know, I don't know. I, I but if you don't throw fun. it in, you don't, you never know. Yeah. yeah, that's that's fun. You mentioned Harold Camping, and I, I have it right in front of me, and this one's really funny. Camping predicted the rapture would occur on September 6th of 1994. When it failed to occur, he revised his date to the 29th of <laughs> September, and then to the 2nd of October, and then he didn't. Sh- and then he shut up. Oh no! And then he revised his prediction to March 31st of 1995, and then he shut up until 2011, and then in t- 2011, then 2011, yeah, after several much. unsuccessful predictions, he predicted the rapture would occur on May 21st, 2011, with God taking approximately. Three percent of the world's population to heaven, and the end of the world would occur five months later on October twenty-first. Uh, I wonder what Harold's up to now. Uh, he's dead. I bet he's building a rocket car in a bat cave. Huh, interesting. <laughs> a rocket car. <laughs> anyway, sorry. 
I found that I find that stuff to be very fascinating. Like all these people, and and you get the idiots that believe all these guys, which is just even sadder, I guess. But I guess yeah. if there's enough predictions, one of them is bound to be true. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that brings us to kind of why maybe Jake chose these books, which would be Joe Bruce, Potato, I guess, and Joe Potato. About oh, it's Bruce solely for Joe Potato for you, Aaron. Oh, yeah. Fair. All right. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean. I feel like anarchy is eventually important, but I, I, I don't know. So <laughs> so he gets a solo series. Is it a mini series or how long does his solo series run? And how did he get one before freaking Nightwing? Uh, anarchy I, got a solo series? I, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I look me. so I look I look to see what the, <laughs> I look to see what this trade was. And the issues in the trade you loaned us, Jake, that we didn't actually read for this podcast. But Anarchy 1 through 4 are, like, the last four issues of this trade. Oh, I think so it's I just a four-issue, a... like, Anarchy story. Yeah. Four-issue miniseries? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I know, yeah, I know that there's tons of those, like, four-issue little little series for people that will never get their own actual story, but oh. I didn't realize that he had one at all. So. Yeah, it was only four nice. issues, uh, 1997. So the yeah the, the parts of that trade that we did not read are his first appearance, and then his some of his later stuff in the later half of the '90s. So he is very much uh, I don't remember him surviving the '90s. Like I don't know that they kill him off, but I just don't think he was used after um, you know the the big '90s storylines of Batman, and they kind of shifted gears. He might make it into the early 2000s because I know he's in. He's in some of the later Tim stuff when Tim still has his own series. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. But I don't know if it's a different guy. That well, then spoiler, so he doesn't die at the end of this? Is that what you're telling me, Ben? I, I, you already knew that from the thickness of the trade Jake handed you. But yes, <laughs> that is what I'm <laughs> telling you. Pay any attention. <laughs> also, he's a Batman character that falls in a river from an explosion. Of course he's not dead. Oh, right. I mean, you know, that alone is like, you ain't dead. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Aaron, you were trying to get us uh, onto the the track of talking about Bruce and his inability to do anything without Alfred, which <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just completely helpless. Like he's trying to fix an air conditioner. Arguably, oh, maybe one of the smartest human beings in on the planet in this universe and he can't figure out how to fix the air conditioner like I, yeah, that was he needs he needs a butler yes, and, he does um, and tim's like alfred and he's like yeah sure specifically alfred i'm like bruce i hate you <laughs> like, and they're like need you alfred. find him if you wanted to <laughs> yeah but he says that he won't then that that Alfred would never forgive him for coming to find him and trying to bring him back. And I like that, that he's aware of that. Like, no, I chased him away. It's not. Yeah, but he's also being stubborn. If he apologized and like tried to be a better person. Yes. But instead he's like, no, no, I can't go back. I can't go back. I'm like, Bruce, stop pity partying yourself and get your damn butler back. (laughs) Would it be pity gala-ing himself? I think that's. Oh my God. Pity gala-ing. Um, (laughs) But also, it's mentioned that Alfred sent him a postcard. So that was kind of random, but it shows, I guess, that Alfred still cares about him. Yeah. So I, for one, am and actually excited for this storyline of Alfred returning. I, I am uh, as well, obviously. But 
Well, and then Batman decides to go out all on his own again, and Tim, he's like, Tim, just get on the computer. You're just play video <laughs> games. You'll be fine. <laughs> and, like, you don't have Oracle that you could call to monitor the computers and then have someone get your back, do you? Like, ah, you have right. me. Just go get tied to a blimp, you moron. <laughs> Upside down to a blimp. <laughs> not, not even right side up. He was well. I guess he was a bat, so bats hang upside down. So I guess that does make sense. Now that I, think yeah, about it. Yeah. I, I love the. This was a very like silver age kind of setup where like okay, we're going to strap you all, all the the people that are that are causing me trouble. I'm going to strap you all to a bomb, and this bomb is going to be attached to the slowest, most obvious moving oh, totally. object. That you could find. <laughs> it just hovers across the city slowly to your doom. And... It might as well have been a series of balloons with a small fan propelling them. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean... And I was a little disappointed that Joe Potato didn't whip out his potato peeler and cut them out of there. He was just kind oh of God. whining for help He should have. Time. Yeah, he should have brought out his OXO peeler and just... Form the ribbons, <laughs> but I think they what they wanted here, and the whole point of this was to to get a turn out of anarchy and to show that he does care for the well being of people, and he doesn't want death and destruction. He and so he ends up cutting himself loose and then saving Batman and Joe Potato. And... Wait, wait, didn't Gordon save him? I thought the police came and saved. Oh wait, never mind. No. No, Gordon. <laughs> we'll get to Gordon in a second. Oh, I am over Gordon. Go ahead. Well, to the to his own demise or seeming demise, uh, Anarchy rescues Batman and Potato, and uh, yeah, and and, <laughs> and Potato. Uh, all this time, like Aaron was mentioning, uh, Gordon is of extreme help. Jimmy, he, he's at a dinner, uh, and he is asked to run for mayor, which is kind of an important thing in our continuity. So, yeah. yeah, but also you'll win because the only other person opposing the current mayor is a woman, and we can't have that. <laughs> yeah, They literally said that. That was yeah. like an actual line of dialogue. Is it, was and it? Then, I didn't... Yes. Yeah, and then I they all... I mean, it. I'm exaggerating. I mean, I can believe it. Very, believe very it. slightly... Um, I think they call her a broad or a bimbo. Like they call they like yeah they don't even say woman. Like it's some offensive. And then they're like, "You're who we need, Jim. You smoke cigars or not cigars? You smoke <laughs> a pipe. We need a nice pipe smoking ex policeman." I was like, "Well, this did not age at all." <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Like none of the things that are qualifying him are currently things that the general public is like, woohoo! Right? No, and they're sitting there having that conversation as the as the city literally (laughs) falls down around them. (laughs) Yep, it was very very chaotic. Uh, Did did you guys catch that when Anarchy's parents are reading the letter that he left that? Did it feel like he was trying to blame this poor pen pal that he had on him becoming what he is? A little bit. Pen pal that he's like, hey, my life's great. Oh, yours sucks? Okay, well, keep writing to me. Don't lose touch. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, Yeah, this this pen pal lives in like a, you know, third world country that's like at war with itself. And yeah, it was... uh... 
it was a little weird. Also, I really hate cursive in narrative boxes. <laughs> I realize that nobody uses it anymore, and it's like becoming Great archaic. Rude. Well, it, it yeah. just I don't know. It, it it takes me out of it. Like I know that it's trying to put you into the oh, this is handwritten. This is my true feelings. But no, I hate it. Don't right. don't use cursive anymore, guys. Keep it out of sure. my comic books. Sure. It also there's was just a lot of it. And I was like, okay, I get this is supposed to be this big moment, but your parents are jerks. We barely know you. I don't need to read 10 plus pages spread out over an issue of your, like, suicide Manifesto, note, basically. Yeah, yeah that, was right. pretty, that was long. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's, uh, let's give our final thoughts on this book, huh? But let me ask you something. What do you think of this? Say it's all right. That was it's terrible. Right. Horrendous. I'm offended. I'm it's appalled. Right. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. I feel like the world is going to end in uh, 2021. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, wait, no, that's Kenton Shore, who is a pastor that thinks that it's going to end this year. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's years uh, not over anyway, yet. My, no, no, it's that's true. Could be. Um. I I don't know. I like the I like some of it. Like the parts with Joe Potato were good. Um. The part with Bruce just being a bumbling moron was fun. I could not find Carmen San Diego, so I don't know where she took the loot. Uh. If you're really <laughs> bored, I guess read it. But I don't think you need to. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh. I put this in here just to have the return of Joe Potato. Um, for you, Aaron, and uh, I knew I that, that I knew it was when uh, Gordon was um, brought in to run for mayor. But I I don't know that you need that that moment. That's not a, a big moment. It'll it'll be brought up again later. And so, if you like Joe or if you like Anarchy, um, yeah, you can read it. But I, I think yeah. the most fun I had with these issues was researching all of the the crazy doomsday prophecies that uh, real world yeah. things have happened. So. Oh, I love these guys that are making these prophecies that 300,000 years from now, the star is going to explode and destroy life. Ha ha, be around to prove me wrong, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> but did anyone prove them wrong? No, not that Not they yet. Did. Not yet. Yeah, I don't recommend it. It was trash. Uh, (laughs) Just kidding. No art is trash. It was fine. I read it, and I don't read everything anymore. So, yeah, but I don't don't recommend it. Not my thing. Fair. What's what's uh, next, Jake? Well, I think you guys are going to get what you've been looking for, because next... Alfred! Alfred! On the next episode, we are going to read and review a book called Nightwing. Alfred's Return. Dun, dun, wow. So you can find this book in a number of places. It's it's a, a nice thick like one shot. It's like fifty page, um, cool book. To, it's worth having just on its own. But it's also collected in the Knight's Quest uh, compendium or the Knight's Quest trades. Like Aaron, you have. Uh, it will Wait, be. We're still at Knight's Quest. No. So the the final. The final volumes of Night Quest. Troika. Yeah, they have Troika. They have uh, Alfred's Return. They have Vengeance of Bane 2. So they have a bunch of extra uh. stuff in the back of them. So um, it's in that. Nice. And then it's also in a, a, a little bit more hard-to-find trade paperback called um, Nightwing, The Ties That Bind. 
Uh, and so, oh. yeah, we, if you are looking to pick up stuff that we are going to be covering later, that trade is what I would recommend because we are going to be reading the other stories in that trade. So, huh. And if you if you have time, you could pick up Joe Potato's new book. It's called The Spuds That Bind Me. Um, it's I'm not sure when that comes out, but you can check that one out too. I don't, wow, forty five minutes at four hundred is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that a solo book or is it a mash up of different stories? Oh, very good. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely a mash up, Ben. Yeah. All right, well, you'll be fine. I'm going to go get baked. Um, just kidding. But anyways, <laughs> uh, Aaron, what did we learn? <laughs> it's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the Wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Well... We learned that uh, you burst into tears and you cry for pretty much the whole damn thing. That sounds like a good day for me. <laughs> sounds like Joe Potato's Adventure on the Blimp. <laughs> yeah, that does sound about right. Uh, for the Brotherhood of Batman, I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. Thanks for tuning in. I will clean this up. I'm Ben, your sunshine into Gotham, the baby brother. Bye. And I'm Jake, the middle brother. Thanks for listening. Hopes of bitters plants this city's way.